BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. back DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NFL and this season new customers can bet $5 and win 203 bets instantly download the app use code VSIN when you sign up DraftKings.com for full details in this hour in pocket plays coming up in about 30 minutes no hyperbole in 15 uh, Mike Florio was on the show in 45 minutes pro football talk a lot to get into with him but now it is uh, Wednesdays with the Maestro during the football season. The VP of Circa in downtown Las Vegas, Mike Palm, joins the show. Good morning, sir. How are Good you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Good- Mike. Good morning, Stowe, Massachusetts. Feeling <laughs> badly for those people out there that lost their Dunkin' Donuts Aww. and our loyal Nesson family. Cedar Falls, Iowa. Peekaboo, Marquis, we see you. Summerside, Prince Edward Island, watching on Roger Sportsnet in Canada. Wexford, Pennsylvania, and the Pittsburgh area, AT&T, and Yermo, California. Check your fruit there. Sunrise over sunset. We Yermo. say good morning. Wow. Yermo, Yermo uh, Good call. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to all the tweets and the emails. It was a big story. They covered it on the local news there, what they're doing to the people in Stowe. Hello, Nesson. What they're doing to the people in Stowe with all the dunk. they got to drive like 40 minutes to get coffee now. How about the people in the surrounding towns upset, 
Now, they, we don't want these stove people. Yeah. They said, now we're going to have to wait longer in line for our coffee. Hey, Amy and Rich were waiting outside. There's so many people we get to meet that yes. watch the show. They had a shirt made for me. They're from Woburn, Woburn, Massachusetts. This is awesome. Oh, Woburn. Huh? The game, game wasn't mapped. When <laughs> they canceled my life. Well, I'll refresh people of what would happen there. Yeah, I, I, I had made a bet at the 35-minute mark uh, on, on a soccer game. Uh, and then, you know, 40 minutes later, I went back and saw the bet was canceled. And, uh, and when I called up the, the sports book and said, well, hey, what's going on here? I, I had a live bet on this game. And they said, yeah, but the, 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 we were never supposed to take the bet. The game wasn't mapped. And, and when, it was just a crazy story. So that's an awesome shirt. Great people okay. in New England. Yep. Let's get into Circus Survivor. Ooh. Okay. The biggest contest out here. Mm. It is a, a huge deal every single year. But after what happened this weekend in week one of the NFL, bigger than anybody would have anticipated. Can you compare the number? Okay. Do all of this here. The number of entries this year compared to last year, and then the number of entries that were remaining going into week two this year compared to last year. Last year, we got to 4,080. Remember, both contests were just short of 4,100 uh, with the guarantees uh, six uh, last year of six and four. Um, and in the first week, we lost about 700. 3,397 we were left with. So still 80, over 83% of the pool the biggest one was the Jaguars losing on the road to the Texans that that knocked out over 150 people. This year we got to we got to the guarantee 61-33 and what carnage it was. I mean really the Ravens the only one of the top 5 picks to get through uh we're down to 2685. Think about that Paul. My god. 43% of the pool is left. 57% yep. eliminated. That's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> and to your point Two, three, four, five, six, and seven all should have lost. Saints, too. Saints, what, Saints how, had no business. How about we'd be down to two thousand if the Saints oh, don't oh, rally from yeah. sixteen down? So, <laughs> think about it like this: you, you said seven hundred were eliminated last year mm-hmm. in Week One combined. Yeah. yeah. The Colts, Titans, and 49ers this year yeah. all had more than seven hundred people on each of them. Yeah. Bedlam. My Bedlam. God. Will we ever get a, a window like we had from like twelve fifty-five to to one thirty out here? That that opening window of those. Those 10 a.m. Pacific time games are like six games going down to the wire out of the nine. I mean, I was moving the volume like this. I mean, just yeah. back and forth back because there was a game-winning kick. There was a yeah. fourth down. It was what a way to start the year. Okay, and, and then the afternoon game seemed disappointing. Didn't kind of, after yeah. that, <laughs> even that, like the Giants Titans yeah. finish. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, we had seven games in the first. So, what's more likely now? Down to 2,600 plus. Is Paulie overreacting? He said he doesn't think it's going to go to Christmas. I would ask you, the first year you guys did this, you had, what, 35 people combined? 1,300 people and 35 went perfect. Think about that. Right. But it was 18 and Thanksgiving. It wasn't 20 and Christmas. That's right. That's right. Huge. And, That's and a big difference. Now, I've already mm-hmm. had people reach out to me because week three is tough. I heard say, you guys on the yeah. way in. So I'm using listening. Minnesota. The bleep Christmas. I'm using Minnesota. I go, okay, fine. So what's more likely then? You're going to match the number of combined winners this year that you had in year one, 35 or more, mm-hmm. or this contest does not make it to the final week? That's a tough question. I, I think it would be very difficult to us to have 35 winners again. I'll say the contest doesn't make it to the final week is more likely to happen. Okay. Very tough to get 35. Look, we went from 1,300 to 4,000, and we went from 35 winners to five. That Christmas is such a hurdle when you get to that point in the year with the three games. I hate yes, that. that such week. a hurdle. Oh, God. And, the, tough games, and by yeah. the way, the, the matchups the NFL gave us on Christmas They Day. always do this. Everything's a field goal or less. Yep. You almost, if you can, 
if you can possibly, if you had six, try to save two that play each other on Christmas. But look, I mean, we're more than 50% of the fields eliminated. Right. Yeah. And you I know? guess I guess that better was also making the point about Thanksgiving. The Minnesota's the late game on Thanksgiving. Uh, if you want to burn them. Don't you have don't to save Buffalo? I would Buffalo think so. For, Take I would on think the Lions. you have to save yep. Buffalo yep. on Thanksgiving. But those are three okay. tough yeah. games on Christmas. Year. Everybody thought you had to save Dallas last year, too. Well, sure. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Here's also what I threw up, Paulie, this week. Do you think some people, based on the theory that this thing could end before Christmas or before the final week, whatever, you think you're going to say it's going to be total pandemonium this year? I'm not going to save teams. I'm going to use Green Bay this week, lane 10 against Chicago. I'm not saving them for Christmas. Uh, and they they might look at teams like that and say, I'm going to get them out of the way right now because it's not going to go the entire time. Well, let's be realistic. If you get to Christmas, you've made a lot of money on the contest because of what you can do with hedging. Yes. So if you can get to Christmas, get through Thanksgiving, you're probably in a profitable situation. And maybe they don't try to save two. They just have to have one left on that day and get through. I mean, obviously, it turns out the Ravens were the... You said, remember we discussed this, who would be the most popular pick, and you said you thought maybe the 49ers. I did, I did. I thought the Titans, Michael Lombardi was the guy that nailed it. He said to me on Friday, he says, the Ravens, the obvious pick against Flacco was the Ravens. He was right, and they were right to pick the Ravens in that spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I could talk about this all. I'm fascinated by the strategy. And then the new strategy, maybe about what you're hearing. And So one guy who won last year. Yeah did the option on the Thursday night game. So I told you I couldn't tell you the number. Right. But I said I was shocked at how few people used it at all. 13 total. Nine on the Rams, four or nine on the Buffalo, and four on the Rams. And three of the four were Chris Piper, who went three and three. He did Derek's double option, triple option, and, and got three picks through no matter what, and then could add on. Yeah, uh, could add the uh, the additional three, no matter who won or lost. Derek's right. theory was, you know, you or you could just do everything on Buffalo. And he was on the network. He has thirty entries. Yeah, he got everyone involved. Mm-hmm. It's like all the mailman, right? The mailman. It's like the, all the <laughs> yeah. all the president's yeah. men. I yeah. got a wife, a dog, a family, a cat. <laughs> okay, so if he, you know, if he has that many entries with mm-hmm. that many people involved, yeah. right? It's actually not that bad of an idea. If he was going to be out in Las Vegas mm-hmm. to play three and three, and then he's going to just re-up and get the other three again before week one. But see, that's the thing. It's it's for locals or for people who are here for opening weekend. That's why so many people and somebody emailed you about, could you do a reboot like the, you know, could you do a restart to Survivor after week five or after week nine? Or oh. But you'd have to have everybody travel back out here because the contest is 80, 85, 88% non-locals, right? So if you did it, what are the odds that everybody could come back out in that week's window? Right. It's hard yeah. enough getting them here from May well, until the first week of September. That's the thing. The feedback that we've gotten so far, like this week on Twitter, on email, the whole thing is like, hey, please, at, can they come up with like a that kind of a version? But just like start it overall. Start it all over mm-hmm. brand new, like in week two, week three, week How five, How about if we whatever. did it right now? Yeah. But that's... <laughs> You'd get all these people if they could register remotely. That's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as you just pointed out to perfection... Right, you had the entire summer to bring people people out here, and now you're going to have like what four days to get people in the contest yeah. that don't live in Las Vegas. It's not going to go anywhere. No, I not lo- enough people. I love this tweet at Circa Sports. None of these will change the deadline or submission methods. It's at four o'clock on Saturdays. Every all the picks are due. Examples, excuses. It's only four o one. Long line. Forgot password. Then alarm. Clock. Phone. Battery not working. Kiosk. I didn't know X. Injured, hospital, went into labor, congrats, sorry, but no. So 27 picks, 27 no picks. Dead. Right. There's another one, dead. People die between when they're Sure. Arrested. Yeah. Something, Mm -hmm. right? 
You've heard it all. I've heard it all. What can you do for me? There Nothing. Were, there were, we'll get to the 27th. Okay. There were two. So, I, you know, I'm at the D, and you guys sometimes come to the D at Bar Canada on, on Saturdays and Sundays for the games. There were two contestants that came to the D on Sunday morning to put their picks in. Oh, no. On Sunday morning to put their picks in. That's a fun conversation. Hmm. Oh. So, 27. There was an issue, and Derek and I talked to this with Brady on the, on the contest show on Saturday, a timestamp issue with the tournament uh, computer where the clock was like four and a half minutes ahead. So it actually, when it was four o'clock, shut out at, at 3.55 and change. We were able to determine that there were 11 people trying to get their picks in. Less than half of what didn't put them. But 11 people who had mostly multiple entries, but trying to put their picks in between, we said 3.55 and four. Either they, we can tell you're logged into your app or they were at a kiosk or at the counter. Those 11 people is very unfortunate. And I feel bad for the, the one guy that just had one survivor entry because what he loses more than his trip and the cost and the thousand, what, what, what he loses is the thrill of playing in it all year, right? Yeah. So we feel sick about that. But it's, so there was 50 in the millions and 27 in the, in the survivor that didn't put it, 77 picks, 30, 33 of them were from those 11 people. So a little, less than half. For those people, we gave them their money back plus $1,000. Um, if you're in the millions, you're still, per, you know, you have to overcome the first first week, but you're still much alive for the second, third, and fourth quarter prizes. Obviously, you're starting with a, a handicap. Yeah, unfortunate. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I right, follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Wednesdays with the maestro here, the VP of Circus Sports in downtown Las Vegas, Mike Palm, our guest. Uh, he'll run down no hyperbole coming up next. This is always gold during the football season, especially uh, the biggest gaffes of the weekend coming up here on Follow the Money. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers, your go to book. Every line boost and special. Lace them up for the parlay insurance and touchdown insurance every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player. To score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score any time all season long, BetRivers.com. Download the app. It's a whole new game at BetRivers. Let's go. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. All right, the NFL's back, so we go top five. Number five, treble damages. 
There have been no bigger proponents of sacking Scott Frost as Nebraska head football coach than those of us here at No Hyperbole. We've been calling for it for the last three seasons. We thought it was coming last year when Nebraska AD Trev Alberts met with Frost in November. Frost agreed to the following in that meeting, a salary reduction from $5 million to $4 million this season, to fire four offensive coaches that had been with him since his days at UCF, to hire a special team coach and a reduction in his buyout from $15 million to $7.5 million starting on October 1st of this year. After Nebraska opened the season with a loss in Dublin as 12-point favorites against Big Ten West foe Northwestern, a team they had beat by 50 last year, Triggered by Frost's ill-conceived and unsuccessful onside kick up 11 in the third quarter, fans had Sunday, October 2nd, circled on their calendars as D-Day for Frost and Lincoln. After being tied late in the third quarter against North Dakota, the Huskers scored the game's final 21 points to win but not cover the 28.5-point line in Week 2. Then last Saturday, Nebraska hosted Clay Helton's Georgia State Panthers. The Huskers were a 24-point favorite but gave up 642 yards of offense and lost 45-42. The Huskers had been 214-0 when they scored at least 35 points at Memorial Stadium. The student section chanted, Fire Frost, Fire Frost, Fire Frost. But just hold your horses, kids. You only need wait three weeks, and your school will save $7.5 million of his buyout. But they waited less than 12 hours. Alberts fired Frost on Sunday morning, lighting seven figures on fire. Let's hear from the former Nebraska linebacker and Butkus Award winner, Alberts. So I want to thank Scott. I also want to thank uh, Mickey Joseph uh, for taking on this role. I felt like you know, there's nine games left in the season, and uh, I think we owed it to the players, we owe it to our fans, to give these players an opportunity these last nine games. Um, we've got good players on this football team, and so having a different voice and and having some new energy and enthusiasm, I'm hoping, um, can make a difference for this team. And then third and finally, I think at the end of the day, there has to be accountability. When you run a professional organization that um, has high standards, accountability has to matter. And, you know, Scott and I talked about this very clearly. 16 and 31 obviously was, was not at a level that um, was acceptable to us. So but what did making this move three weeks early really gain Alberts for the additional $7.5 million he spent to buy out Frost? Will this help in the recruitment of a new coach? Were Matt Campbell, Mark Stoops, or Bill O'Brien going to be less likely to come to Lincoln if they had learned there was going to be a job opening on October 2nd instead of September 11th? Will this extra time help in recruiting Urban Meyer? I've got news for you, Trev. Urban isn't taking the job. Not enough talent there. Urban only goes where he sees talent. Will this save the program further embarrassment? The next three weeks on the schedule feature two games and a bye. The Huskers are a 12-point home dog to sixth-ranked Oklahoma and then have a bye before hosting Indiana on October 1st. Losing either of, the, either of those games would not be as embarrassing as Georgia State or even Northwestern. The best decision would have been to let Frost go last November. The next best decision would have been to leave him on the tarmac in Dublin. The next best decision would have been to save $7.5 million in part ways on October 2nd. The University of Nebraska and Husker fans got door number four from Trev Alberts. Number four, Mac the Spoon. It's going to be another long season enduring the Dallas Cowboys and head coach Mike McCarthy. The season got off to a firecracker of a start on Sunday night football, losing at Jerry World to Tom Brady and the Bucks, 19-3. Yep, 19-3. And add injury to insult, quarterback Dak Prescott injured his hand and will miss six to eight weeks. After Dallas safety Donovan Wilson intercepted Brady with 12.06 left in the fourth quarter, the Cowboys took over near midfield. 
Zeke Elliott rushed for two yards before two incomplete passes from Dak Prescott. That left fourth and eight from the 50-yard line with 11.26 to go and down 16. Fearless frontman McCarthy, of course, punted. Shall we go a little deeper into the underlying set of facts McCarthy had to consider before this bold move? The Cowboys did not force one Tampa Bay punt in the first half and had only forced one punt the entire game to this point. Dallas had gained 168 yards of total offense and was 3 of 12 on third down. You are at the 50 with 11 minutes to go and you need 16 points to tie. You are playing against Tom Brady. Punt, Mike. Go ahead. And punt on the season as well, Cowboy fans. Cooper Rush and Mike McCarthy. Let the reality sink in right now. Number three, the farthest thing from an actual umpire. Amidst the excitement of week one of the NFL on Sunday, the anniversary of 9-11 and the many tributes to Queen Elizabeth, many may have missed the most outrageous officiating decision of the weekend. It happened just a few minutes past 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday in Miami. Met center fielder Brandon Nimmo led off the game with a line drive to left center. The ball rolled to the wall and appeared to bounce back a few inches. Marlins center fielder J.J. Blade raced to the fence, grabbed the ball, and fired it toward third base, where a streaky Nemo beat the throw for a leadoff triple. Or had he? Inexplicably, the home plate umpire, standing behind the catcher nearly 400 feet from the play, ruled the ball was lodged under the wall and declared a ground rule double. Who was that masked man? None other than Angel Hernandez. Let's listen to the Mets booth featuring Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling react to Angel striking again. Luzardo deals. the previous pitch and that one will split the gap in left center field and Nimmo takes a turn at second he's going to try for three the throw coming in to third it gets by and Nimmo has a triple Played umpire that's Angel Hernandez he always is going to see oh, he, oh he's yes he's the one who made the call he's the furthest one away and he's got to stick his nose in it I don't understand that the ball in the field stands the runner replaces second wow. base Okay. Bad call. Doesn't matter what they say. It's I a bad call. Very interested to hear the explanation of why that call was. If you had the over and under at uh, 90 seconds you, and you had the under, you win with Angel. Mets dugout is still giving some heat to oh. Angel and to the crew chief, Chad Fairchild. Let's set this against the backdrop of the continuing courtroom drama with Angel Hernandez appealing decisions in his lawsuit against Major League Baseball for racial discrimination and a lack of promotion to crew chief and lack of World Series assignment. In a reply to the appeal last month, Major League Baseball revealed that Hernandez was going to be assigned the 2018 World Series. But after being overturned at first base three times by replay in a single division series game between the Yankees and the Red Sox, then Chief Baseball Officer Joe Torre had no confidence Hernandez would perform well in the World Series and did not assign him. The brief further spoke to the incident in Cleveland May 8, 2013, where after looking at the replay, Hernandez ruled that Adam Rosales' long fly hadn't cleared the fence and was a double with two outs in the ninth instead of the obvious home run that would have tied the game. Quote, for years, Hernandez has refused to admit that the call he made was incorrect and has instead attempted to blame the quality of the replay equipment. In 2014, Hernandez threw the headset after replay overturned one of his calls and in 2018 misapplied the substitution rule that led to a 14-minute delay in a protest of a game between the Rays and Red Sox. Quote, during that investigation, MLB concluded that Hernandez intentionally and deceptively eavesdropped on a confidential conversation with another umpire on his crew in order to hear what that umpire would say concerning the incident. And when, Hernandez, I mean, when MLB asked Hernandez about it, he lied about his conduct. Neither Marlins center fielder Blade nor left fielder Encarnacion raised their arms, indicating the ball was lodged 
under the wall and unplayable. Neither third base umpire Steve Levenspar Shane Levensparger, who was 100 feet closer to the play, or second base umpire and crew chief Chad Fairchild, who was 125 feet closer to the play, determined the ball was unplayable. But Angel Hernandez, from behind home plate, made that call. And then ejected Max Serger, who was on the I.L. for expressing his frustration about a call he's never seen before, a call no one has ever seen made. When someone is this bad at their job, they don't deserve to have it. And baseball clubs, players, and fans don't deserve Angel Hernandez. Number two and number one, Bozo the Carroll and Nathaniel can't hack it. <laughs> Epic buffoonery was on full display in this season's opening Monday night football tussle between the Broncos and the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. But the storyline had to be the two head coaches and their decision-making. Let's fast forward to the second half. The Broncos had consecutive long drives end with fumble snap from the Seattle one-yard line. The key word is snapped. Snapped into shotgun formation. When in this travesty in America going to end? Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams fumbles kept the Seahawks in front 17-10, despite Denver dominating the third quarter. And now to the game's final drive. Trailing 17-16 with a minute 11 to go in all three timeouts, Denver forced a three... Fourth and or excuse me, third and 14 from their own 45. Wilson hit Williams with a pass to the right flat, and he scampered nine yards before being tackled inbounds at the Seattle 46, fourth, forcing fourth and five. Let's continue this after the break. We'll next. do that. Yes. yes. We'll pick it up. Number yeah. one in no hyperbole coming up next. Also in pocket plays. And is your preseason Cy Young long shot? Does it have some life as we roll along here on Follow the Money? It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. We'll close up shop here with no hyperbole as Mike Palm, VP of Circus Sports, does this every single Wednesday. You are finishing up with number one on the list. Yeah, continuing the joint entry of number two, Bozo the Carroll and number one, Nathaniel Can't Hack It. On to the game's final drive on Monday night, trailing 17-16 with a minute 11 to go and all three timeouts. The Broncos faced third and 14 from their own 45. Wilson hit Williams with a pass to the right flat. And, the, and he scampered nine yards before being tackled inbounds at the Seattle 46, forcing a fourth and five. As the Manning brothers called for Denver head coach Nathaniel Hackett to call timeout, the Broncos drained the clock all the way down to 20 seconds before using their first timeout. And then Hackett trotted place kicker Brandon McManus on to the field to attempt a 64-yard field goal to win the game. 64 yards! McManus has never made a field goal longer than 61 yards, and that's kicking at elevation in Denver eight-plus games per year. NFL kickers were two for 35 on field goal attempts of 64 yards since 1991. Was Hackett really going to try this kick? Seattle head coach Pete Carroll, who followed Hackett's dad, Paul, at USC, said after the game, quote, I was really surprised they took Russ off the field, end quote. So as Denver lined up for the field goal, Carroll called timeout. And McManus sent his practice try 20 yards to the left and short of the uprights. What a disastrous move by Bozo the Carroll by calling timeout. He had let his opposing coach off the hook. Surely Hackett, having seen the feeble attempt at 64 yards from McManus, would reconsider and send Wilson, the man for whom his franchise had paid a king's ransom, back onto the field for fourth and five. Absolutely not. Let's listen to Nathaniel Hackett 
described how they had reached the promised land at the Seahawks 46. We were right on the line, and he had plenty of distance. You know, he he just missed it. And so, and, and again, that's, hey, Brandon gave it his best shot. I mean, that's a long field goal to hit. I think he's completely capable of that. But obviously, I wish we would have gotten a lot closer. But it put us in that weird spot there because we were in the field goal range, but we were on that fourth down situation. Um, didn't think we were going to get that many yards. So I thought it was a great job by Javante. And uh, we just made the decision. We want to take our shot there uh, on that one. Baffling. You mean to tell me if it was fourth and inches from the 46, he would have also kicked? <laughs> well, kick McManus did and predictably missed. The Broncos outgained the Seahawks 433 to 253, controlled time of possession 34 minutes to 26, and lost 17 to 16. Where have you gone, Victor Fangio? A Broncos nation turns its lonely eyes to you. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. What's that you say, Mrs. Walton Pennier? Fanny Pack has left and gone away. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. And that oh. is no hyperbole. Mike, they were in field goal range, though. The coach said it himself. How about, how about, and Wilson said, they told us if we get to the 46, we're kicking. You had three and a half minutes and three timeouts, and all they wanted to get was 25 yards and try a 64-yard exactly right. field goal. So they, they took their time. They had a minute, like a minute 20-ish on the clock minute, with three oh, timeouts at midfield. At midfield when they were moving the ball. 59 seconds left when the play ended. At midfield. 39 seconds tick off. And then timeout. And Seattle hadn't stopped them in the second half no. other than the two fumbles and no. a false start. Now that let me cause the field goal. Yeah. Let me <laughs> ask you. So he said I made a mistake yesterday. Does he does someone get to him and say, Nate, what the hell were you doing? Or does he figure it out on the plane ride home? That's the question. I that I don't know. I, my bigger, hopefully it was on the plane ride home. It's like, what the hell did I do? But, my bigger question is how about in that moment in those moments, there's no one on the staff that thinks this is a bad idea. Yep. Yeah. And since he's never made a kick from how about no one on the staff saying when he kicked the practice kick and it missed that badly, you yeah. got to go for it, fourth right, and five. Right. Yeah. It, when Carroll iced him at that point, yes. they didn't talk about it. No. It was a snap call. Get back out there. We're trying to the field well, You were listening to the Manning cast, and Shannon Sharp was on there, and, and Peyton says they're going to kick, and Shannon said, kick what? <laughs> it's really funny if you get a chance. They're both screaming, call timeout. Eli yes. and Peyton, call yes. timeout. Yep. Yes. Paul, what do you have? I, I have nothing was, for him pocket tape. What are you doing? Wilson, after the game, too, it was the right call. Yep. I mean, he's, I know he has to back his coach, I guess, but that's that was funky yesterday. I mean, I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, Manoa's supposed to go game one. He goes game two. They win game two. Uh, oh, the perils of being on early. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, okay, I like this angle, and it's I've done this, you know, five, six years. The Dodgers clinched last night, and Ginger Guard isn't pitching now, and it wasn't like the 86 Mets, but they got after it a little bit after clinching. They were drinking some uh, champagne and some beer. So uh, they are 11-2 and two this year against Arizona, but they also won 98 games. But I'll take the p- small plus price with the Diamondbacks, and I'll take the Mariners today with Castillo against the Padres. In pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern. BetRivers.com. Mike, your preseason pick and bet to win the American League Cy Young was Framber Valdez. Yeah. Houston Astros. I bet, listen, this is what I bet. I bet a nickel on Bieber, and then I bet 200 apiece on Urquidy and Valdez at 100 to 1. I've, I've written those tickets well off and focused on the National League, where, where I had to add a big amount on Sandy when he was still 6 to 1 Alcantara. And I've really focused on that race. I, 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 Paul texted me the other day about Valdez. I said, yeah, that, you know, that the quality starts. He says, no, it's between him and Cease. You think so? Well, okay. If Verlander so, misses the rest of the season? Yeah. And this guy had the record? I, I don't understand these. And I'm not the only one. I'm baffled by these odds. Okay. So right now, the for the Cy Young, 
Cease is minus 140. I'm going off DraftKings right now. Okay, yeah. Verlander's plus 105. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, McClanahan's 30 to 1. Valdez, 60. Otani, 70. And then that's it. I mean, they have a bunch of guys at 101 who have no chance. What if Valdez closes strong? He's going to have one bad start the whole year, and he sets the record? He's already like, set the record? for. He, he was 130 to 1 yesterday. I you said he get... couldn't find him on the board two weeks ago. Could. Yeah, yeah. He I was could. off the board. There was a, Okay, so this was in the middle of one of his starts, I believe, right? Uh, every spot that I looked took the American League Cy Young off the board. There was one spot that kept it up, and they had a bunch of guys at 500 to 1 you couldn't, he was not. He wasn't listening. even at five hundred no. to one. I mean, I take five hundred to one on him for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 it'd be like finding the money under a trash can if I won it. Is that because you just gave up on it a long <laughs> I gave time up ago? On it. Yeah. I gave up on it. I, I thought it was. I thought it was Verlander or McClanahan, and then when Cease made the run, it was a, a three horse race. Is Thanks. the National League over? Th- that's another question. <laughs> like, if you have a big ticket on Sandy, how the hell do? You- well, who do you hedge? I, I, don't I have what, a problem. I don't know what's going on. I have a problem here. That, that, that's just a, that's a hound's I, breakfast, too. Who's considered okay. second or third? I got a question yesterday from a viewer, a loyal VEASAN uh, viewer, uh, who's in town right now actually for football. But he said he has Max Freed 80 to 1. Wow. 80 on some big tickets. He bet it several times, right? And he asked, what do I do? And I'm like, well, if Sandy go, you know, you had to hope that Sandy got blown up last night, which did not happen. No, there's nothing he can do. I don't think there's anything he can do. No, because Gallon is coming out like, eh, Gallon's been unbelievable here. Yep. Now, he still has four starts left, but they're against tough opponents. Uh, and you're right, the streak finally came to an end, but he had 11 strikeouts and six against Colorado. I, I don't get the freed stuff. I think I think Uri's having a better year and Gallon and, oh, the, the injuries. The injuries did in Gonsolin. I mean, you're not going to give the award to a guy who's going to lead the league and wins whip and uh, uh, ERA. So, so I, I took some Gonsolin at twenty to one to hedge uh-huh. Alcantara, not knowing he'd get hurt. Yeah, yeah of course. But I figured if the guy goes nineteen and one and leads in whip and ERA, how do you uh-huh. make the argument against him? Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have, I'm with you on that. Despite getting the loss last night, Alcantara, he did. Yeah. I mean, he helped himself, in my opinion. And he moved. He was like a dollar seventy yesterday. Now two twenty. He was four dollars at one point. Oh, yeah. I saw. Um, it, it was against a playoff team. I don't think Gallon. Yep. Gallon's name wasn't out there early enough, and Arizona's no. so irrelevant, especially to East Coast voters. That part I agree with. Uh, I don't think Urias. Urias went tw- 120 last year. Higher, and it wasn't, big, uh, ERA, yeah, I know, but wasn't okay. even in the top five in yeah, voting. He was, it was the only 20-game winner. wasn't even close. Yeah. 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 You know? And, and, just, and by the way, can I say that about him, too? Like, his name hasn't been in the mix enough here. No, or, he's, or am I wrong on that? He started. He started out slow too with the record. Yeah, right. He was like three and six, and then he won nine in a row. And and uh, I, I still think it's Alcantara. Any, I hope so. Do you have any concerns with the Braves pitching in the playoffs? Strider, a rookie, they push right back to last night. Had some arm fatigue, from what I was reading. Any concern? He has eighteen wins, by the way. What was what was uh, Kyle Wright to lead the league in wins this year? I think? love Kyle Wright. I think he's the next big star. I don't have any qualms with pitching Kyle Wright. You've got Freed. Morton's got the experience. You know, they're going to have a three-game rotation. I would think Strider's going to be the first guy long relief if, if Morton or somebody gets in trouble, right? Because you do need depth, you have the, unless they win schedule. the division, I guess. I well, guess, that's, that's a big, I, I that's guess, enormous. Yeah, I, I, that is enormous. Then, then, they get to, then they get to rest. Yeah. The Mets need it more than the Braves need it, in my opinion. Yeah. The Mets need to win the division. I don't yep. think they get to the World Series having to go through wild card route. Right. But they're, they're losing mm-hmm. as you waste the guys because yeah. of the schedule. You have to waste the Grom and Scherzer. Yep. Last night we got an email on this earlier today on the show in Tennessee. There was a book that closed. It was right before first pitch. Degrom was minus five hundred five. Oh my god! So 
This is a good tweet from David Purdom, ESPN Chalk. They oh. lost last night. Now favorites at four dollars or more, four and four on the season. <laughs> oh. The three dollar or more oh. favorites are of a horrible ROI this year. I oh. think that's yeah, probably the case. Yeah, I think Greg Peterson had a tweet. Oops, Peterson from the Greg Peterson experience had a tweet about how many units they're down. How many people get chopped this week in Survivor? I don't think that many this week. No, not this Paulie's week. right. Let's see how many are left after we. You think there'll be fi- you think there'll be fifteen hundred left after week three? No, they're twenty six and change now. No, no. you'll be under fifteen hundred. No. Yes. Most most popular pick this week will be who? Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati. Yeah, has to be. All right, great job. Great Thank job you. today, as always. Hard beat. Up next, uh, Mike Florio on the program, uh, Pro Football Talk. Will teams change their philosophy next year in the preseason and actually play starters because of week one results this year? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. 
making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. What a promotion. Horse racing fans first bet once invited to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes hotel, airfare, tickets to the race, plus a $1,000 betting voucher. From first bet, head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. All right, Mike Florio, kind enough to take a few minutes and join us uh, out of his busy schedule here on a Wednesday on Follow the Money vcin, the sports betting network, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports, uh, his book, Playmakers, How the NFL Really Works and Doesn't. Uh, Mike, we probably have this discussion in the middle of September every single year, but do you think teams might change their philosophy in the preseason moving forward? As you look now back at the week one results and you noticed a lot of the teams that sat their starters, they really played poorly on Sunday. Well, and this is just part of the balance that every team has to strike every year because if you play your starters and you put them at risk of injury and they do get injured, then you get grilled relentlessly by fans and media for getting your players injured before week one. And then if you don't play them and you try to get them ready in other ways and they're not ready, then you get criticized. I, I think that the teams that are careful are likely going to continue to be careful because the reality is, now that we're into the season, the train keeps rolling down the track. There's a new one every week. There's a new one every week. And you're going to get better on the fly like the Patriots do. They always treat September now as kind of the extended preseason, and they're going to become the team they eventually will be in October, November, December. And I think the teams that start slowly, that's the challenge. The problem is for some of these teams, you start slowly enough, and Chris Sims explains this, the vibe in a building when 0-1 becomes 0-2, becomes 0-3, mm. the pressure that increases, the, the importance of getting that first win and how it drags everyone down. So bottom line, I think that coaches would prefer to still not be second-guessed if they get guys injured in the preseason, but there is value in having your guys ready. Look at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yep. And they got two games in five days, and they're going to be ready to go on Thursday night against the Chargers. Yep. You know, you mentioned the game, too, and it's intriguing with New England taking on Pittsburgh, and you want to give Belichick the benefit of the doubt. But this this horror show here with the play calling in Patricia, it was ugly against Miami. Who do you think wins that game? And also the Steelers off the big win, and they got some good news with the injury news. Yeah, I mean, the good news is they're not going to have T.J. Watt out for the season, but he's not going to be back for a while, so they're going to have to make it work without him. Typically, the Steelers have been been 
okay against the Patriots at home in the regular season. It's the postseason where the Patriots have taken care of them on two different occasions. But I worry about the Patriots, and we do give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt, and he probably has a big stack of chips that he can play as long as he wants and never be in any danger in Boston with ownership of the fans. But I don't know how long this this lasts. I don't know how wow. – how, I mean, really, how, but, but let's, let's ask ourselves this question because we've never, we've never done this before. What kind of a grace period do you get for six Super Bowl championships? We saw Robert Kraft, the owner of the team, publicly express his lament that it's been three years since they've won a playoff game. Right. He said that in March. And it's probably going to be four years unless they really can get better on the fly this year. And look, we saw it last year. They did get better on the fly, but they got blown out in the postseason. I just think that that we we need to, and we say about players all the time. It's what have you done for me lately, and actually, it's what are you doing for me right now, and what are you going to do for me tomorrow? That's the standard that applies <laughs> to players. So, so why doesn't it apply to coaches? Why is it that because Bill Belichick has won six Super Bowls, he's got a lifetime pass, and he can hire all of his kids, even if they shouldn't be working for the New England Patriots or maybe any other NFL team? Who knows? Who knows if any other team would hire them? But wouldn't they be better off? not working on his staff because I think that's the root of a lot of the problems there. He can't fire them. He can't fire other people on the staff who maybe need to go. He's got a collection of former assistants. He's brought back who failed elsewhere as head coaches. And he's saying, blame me. It's my responsibility because he knows he's got the equity built up that he is multiple years away from being on the hot seat. So I just think it's, it's fair to, to apply to Bill Belichick the same standard that he would apply to one of his players. I think that's fair. You, you know, he's also 70 years old, and the Bills are going to be good for the foreseeable future, and the AFC is absolutely loaded. And if they're not going to be a playoff team or if it's going to be difficult, like how long does he realistically want to hang around anyway? Well, and, and, and that's a great question. And he recently addressed the fact that at one point, he said he's not going to be like Marv Levy and coaching into his 70s. Well, that's easy to say until you are in your 70s. Mm -hmm. And for Bill Belichick, coaching football has become so much a part of his identity. I don't know what he would do next. And obviously, if the Patriots would push him out, if they would decide to move on, number one, who do you move on to? Number two, somebody would snatch Bill Belichick just because he's Bill Belichick. And he would instantly have another job, just like Mike Tomlin. Every once in a while, Steelers fans get up in arms when the Steelers lose a few games in a row. It's like, you know, be careful what you wish for because yeah. Tomlin will – I mean, there are teams out there that would fire Mike Tomlin or fire their current head coach to hire Mike Tomlin. So I just think that, that the Patriots are in a tough spot now, and I, I, I think the Steelers will win this weekend, and the Patriots fall to 0-2. And, and again, we've never seen this. We don't know how long they'll put up with Bill Belichick not being a, a highly successful coach. And, you know, there's been talk in the past that maybe at some point he'll go be a VP of football operations and wear a suit and sit in the luxury suite with ownership. I don't know that any former coach can do that effectively. We've seen some try, but it's, it's such a part of who he is now. I can't see him ever retiring from football. You know, good transition here and also great timing that you're on because you wrote about this in your book, Playmakers, but Sean Payton is out there and assuming Dak misses six to eight weeks, their season's over. Does Jerry go out there and get this done and bring in Payton next year? Cause they're not going to go anywhere this year. 
Well, this is going to be his last chance to get Sean Payton because yeah. it's clear that Payton's available. There's been reporting about teams that he would be interested in, and there are teams out there that that I, I think have to already be thinking about him. Hey, look, if you're the Broncos, if you're the new ownership of the Broncos, and you've got a head coach who made one of the dumbest decisions <laughs> that we've ever seen to, to kick a 64-yard field goal instead of letting your – your franchise quarterback for whom you gave up a ton of draft picks and a big old truck full of money. You don't let him convert that play and make it a kick that has a better than 10% chance at best of going through and, and Sean Payton's available and you have unlimited resources. And remember the saints were one of the teams that Russell Wilson was willing to accept a trade to in 2021 because Sean Payton was there. I, I, I think that, that if Jerry wants him, he better move now because somebody is going to pursue Sean Payton and he will be back next year. And, and as we wrote in Playmakers, it was a day away from happening in early 2019 with Jason Garrett out and Sean Payton in. And uh, so we, we know he's been on Jerry's radar screen. And, and when they have Dak Prescott gone for eight weeks, four weeks, whatever, I, I think the Cowboys aren't going to be good enough to save Mike McCarthy, especially if Jerry thinks he can get Sean Payton. Yep. Again, the book, Playmakers, How the NFL Really Works and Doesn't, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports as well. Great follow on Twitter with uh, awesome information every single day at Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio has been our guest. Uh, can't thank you enough today, Mike, for some time. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, be good. There you go. Uh, I'm seeing this note come across Twitter right now. After the Packers' week one loss, they have won 11 straight games after a loss and covered all 11 games. Not after just week one, but going back now. That's still going? That's still going on. Both are the longest and active wow. streaks in the league. Okay. That's unbelievable. How about that? Yeah. Huge favorites this week against uh, yeah. the Bears. And that that uh, Jerry Payton story in his book, like you said, done deal in 19. But of all things, the Anthony Davis trade derailed it. Because Loomis was running the Pelicans, too, had a say. And he didn't want Payton and Davis to leave Sin City right. on his watch. That is nuts. It was done. He finally was going to do it. Yep. And that, that blew it up. Okay, so we have a pro tip of the hour right now on Follow the Money, available every hour for subscribers at vcin.com. From earlier today, 90% of the bets are on Oklahoma, but the line is down to 11.5 versus Nebraska. Respected money on the Huskers, thanks to Josh Applebaum, who joined us earlier today in the show. And again, that's the pro tip for the hour, every hour means at least 20 a day, available for vSIM Pro subscribers at vSIM.com where you can uh, sort them by sport and by show. All right. Good fun. Good guest. A lot of day games today. Three weeks left in the season. Here we go. And I uh, can't wait for that game tomorrow. And the props with the Charger Chief game. Ooh, going to be a doozy. Where do you think the number goes? Josh said he would expect uh, yeah. buyback at four and a half, which is where it got yesterday yeah. a little bit, but... I think there, there could be that uh, ping pong. When the Chiefs go to four and a half, it comes okay. back to four, goes back to four and a half. I, does it go higher yeah, than four and a half? Right. I, know, I, know the, I think the public will be upon the Chiefs, too, especially what happens Sunday. Yeah, what's going to be the buy point for the Sharps? Yeah. For Sharp betters? No, yeah. But you have the key injury with Allen. But uh, they didn't yep. play that well. They no, won. I don't think so either. No, they won, yeah. but they didn't They didn't look great against the Raiders. Miss any of the show. Mike Marks on the program. Mike Palm. Mike Florio. Go get it wherever you get your podcast. Look for the Follow the Money podcast. See you tomorrow.
Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get more from addictive chemical. Get more from addictive chemical. Get more from addictive chemical. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free does money stress you out let facet flip your financial chaos into clarity finding facet immediately put us at ease facet's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order and that makes us facet for life now i guess <laughs> visit facet.com f-a-c-e-t.com to learn more this ad is sponsored by facet facet wealth is an sec registered investment advisor this is not an offer to buy or sell securities nor is it investment legal or tax advice these testimonials are from current facet members who are not compensated all opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome 